before I begin my sermon, I just want to say that while I was working on this, it became more intensely personal. Because I think we in this nation and throughout the world have forgotten something. Forgotten something really important. And that is what this sermon will be about. Today's sermon will be the second in our sermon series entitled Rules of the Road of Faith. The title of this sermon is You Can't Move Forward Without a Rearview Mirror. Now when you first hear that statement, it may sound a little odd. But if you stop to think about it, it's an accurate statement of how we drive our cars. I'll tell you my story of what I have to do in the morning to remove forward with my car. It may sound familiar. When I first back my car out of the garage, I have to look in the rearview mirror. Once I successfully or occasionally unsuccessfully back the car safely out of the garage, I now have to back it down a driveway. I'm looking again at the rearview mirror to make sure I don't go off the driveway and once again run over and break the sprinkler heads that are right beside it. Then I also have to watch out to not run over and trash today's newspaper, which I conveniently forgot to pick up. Then when I get to the street, I use the rearview mirror to make sure that there are no cars or neighborhood kids, despite what I think of them, behind me. (laughs) And the road is clear to enter. Then finally, after all of that, I actually begin to move forward and my focus on the rearview mirror is temporarily halted. So we do spend a lot of time driving a car forward while looking behind us. Today, I would like to say that we also need to spend a lot of time looking behind us at the past to live our lives as followers of Jesus Christ. Doing so allows us to grow in our faith And move forward in our faith. To look at our past is to remember our past. To remember our past. Our own personal past is a mess of good things and sometimes pretty bad things. The way we tell the stories of our past may be different when we're 20 than the way we tell them when we're 60. Now we probably have a friend or a family member who has told the same story over and over and over again. But somehow, each time, we are still interested in hearing it. Stories that have this kind of holding power are not simply entertaining. They are instructive. They are about the past, but affect the present and even point away to the future. This is exactly what Our Bible does. It contains hundreds of stories about the past of our faith. Not just the past, but its very foundation. That history is ours. We own it. We want to be able to tell and retell the biblical stories and have them shape us in the retelling. This will help us to remember them and then quickly return to them to help us When life inevitably drops those difficult times, it will right on our doorstep. In our passage from Paul today, he assumes that we all have our particular and personal stories. 
But he is telling the deeper story. The story that each one of us, every one of us, is a part of. And we should never forget a story of our Christian faith. The scriptural passage from Ephesians is a particularly rich way of telling the story and the effect that it can have on our lives. In brief, it is the story of living without Jesus Christ in one's life and then growing and understanding our faith and then living with Jesus Christ in every single thing that we do. In the story, Paul repeatedly uses the word trespass. The Greek word for trespass is parpanam, which means to slip or fall. It is used to describe a person losing their way and straying from the right road, a person failing to grasp and slipping away from the truth. He is saying that if in our life story we have moved away from God, then we have lost our way, strayed from the right road, failed to grasp or slip away from the truth of God. It is then that we are spiritually dead. However, in verses 4 through 10, Paul gives us the good news, the really good news of this story. But God, who is rich in mercy, out of the great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead through our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. For by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not your own doing. It is the gift of God, not the result of works, so that no one may boast. For we are what he has made us created in Jesus Christ for good works, which God prepared for beforehand for our way of life. Then at verse 12, Paul states the key words. So then remember. So then remember that you were at that time without Christ. Paul is not saying, if you get a chance, think about your past. He's not saying, if you're bored or have nothing to do, think about your past. He is commanding us to look back in our rearview mirror at our Christian past constantly. It is to be that permanent rearview mirror in our minds that takes us back to our past every time we look into it. The command to remember our past was made abundantly clear by Jesus. Today, as we do on every Communion Sunday, we will repeat the words of Jesus when he says, This is my body which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. He continues, This is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. It is very clear that we are being called to remember, to remember our Christian past. According to theologian Marcus Borg, being Christian means living within Christian communities, such as the neighborhood church. He didn't say that. I said that. Remembering scripture stories, songs, rituals, and practices. 
The Christian community nourishes life from that of the world to entering into God and instills a passion, a passion for compassion and justice to the whole creation. As the foundation of the Christian tradition, the Bible is the source of our images and stories for speaking of God's passion. Through and within the Bible's many voices, we are called to discern the voice that addresses us in our own time. And we are to listen. What we hear matters greatly. It makes all the difference. So, have we forgotten our own history? Have we forgotten the great stories of our Christian past? The story and its meaning of the birth of Jesus. The story and its meaning of the baptism of Jesus. The story and the meaning of the teachings and healing of Jesus. The story and its meaning of the last week of the earthly life of Jesus. His entry into Jerusalem, the Last Supper, his arrest, trial, crucifixion, and the tomb. Have we then forgotten the story and its meaning of his glorious resurrection that we just celebrated and the story of his ascension? So many, many more stories should be remembered of his life and his teachings. And then, of course, you have the stories by Paul, one of which we heard today, and all the other authors of the books of the New Testament. If we have forgotten those stories and their meanings and are not continually striving to see how to apply them in our everyday lives, then we really don't understand our present and our role in it. To forget the stories of our Christian past is to forget who we are and why we are here. Remembering is a central theme in Scripture. God knows the gravitational pull of human awareness, which draws us continually towards forgetting. I can speak to that. God's people are always in danger of forgetting who they are, but perhaps more importantly, whom and whose they are. If we have forgotten, then we're not moving forward and growing, but at the very least remaining static or probably moving backwards in our faith. A good story always ends well. Without the stories in the Bible, we try to stay busy enough so that we are distracted by the bleak realities ahead. We have no path upon which to travel and to keep our faith alive within us and through us to others. Life becomes bleak. It becomes contentious. The dissensions rise. The anger rises. But God's master story, of course, is a story of hope through faith. Through the Easter story, we know that we have been raised up by Jesus Christ who lives within us. We have received the grace and kindness that God offers us through Jesus Christ. As Paul says, Jesus was once far off, but is now been brought near. 
has been brought near to us through his resurrection within us. The nearness is the fulfillment of the promises by God in the story stated in our reading from Isaiah. The Old Testament has innumerable stories also upon which the uh, the Old Testament has numerous stories upon which the New Testament is based. The story from Isaiah. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And through the rivers, they shall not overwhelm you. When you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned. And the flame shall not consume you. For I am the Lord your God. There are ways that we participate in those stories and can even create our own stories right now if we remember them. We have been brought into God's, I call it, reclamation project for the world. Simple acts of love which reflect the biblical story of God's justice, beauty, reconciliation, and mercy can be used to bring peace, equality, mutual respect, humility, and to end violence, discrimination, and persecution to those around us and to the world. Everything can be done when we do recall our Christian past. We know from those stories of and told by Jesus that we have the power and the strength to accomplish those lofty goals. We know from the resurrection story that even death does not diminish them. Our Christian history strengthens us in the hardship and drudgeries of everyday life. We can endure and persevere based on our history. And that endurance and perseverance is the key to a life well lived. Without it, we are left with grumbling, addiction, despair, hostility, disagreement, and failure to even get along. With it, we look ahead to a different way than any present distress tries to tell. We do move forward, whereas the chronic suffering assumes that nothing will ever change. It's always just going to be the same. We know, based on our past, that God is present with us and will give us the ability to affirmatively deal with any type of suffering that we are undergoing. Now, remembering is deliberate attention. It's a deliberate act. Forgetting doesn't take much special effort. It happens. It happens. It is our gravitational pull that makes it happen. If we don't intentionally try to remember the stories of our Christian history, we will lose our delight in them. We will lose our way. We will lose perspective. We will forget who we are, but perhaps more importantly, whose we are. Let's not let that happen. I suggest this very day we pick up a Bible, alone, with family, with friends, and look in the rearview mirror of our faith and read a story about or told by Jesus then go to work to discover its meaning for us so that we can move forward and grow in our faith. And most importantly, 
remember that story and its meaning for us. We need to remember. We need to remember to remember. Amen.